This is Box Elder School District Super Scoop, the podcast about the happenings in Box Elder School District. Today, we are with Superintendent Steve Carlson. Well, here we are again, folks, for another podcast. Uh, Superintendent Steve Carlson here with Dave Blake, and, and we're here today with a couple of awesome, intelligent kids from Box Elder High School. And I'm going to have, uh, first of all, we'll start with Emma. Uh, tell us uh, your name and what your honor is going to be at graduation. Okay, well, um, my name is Emma Porter, and I'm going to be the salutatorian. Okay. And this young man, what's your name, and, and what's your, what are you? What's um, your I'm, I'm Jackson Healy, and I'm going to be the valedictorian. Okay. This is really awesome. And, and you know, both of them uh, have a 4.0 and, and there's quite a system. We're going to talk about that as we go through this uh, podcast a little bit on how, how um, you know, you get to become the valedictorian and salutatorian. So first of all, uh, MF, you wouldn't mind. Tell us just a little bit, bit about yourself. Where are you born and raised? Maybe some of the schools you went to. Hopefully, were you were you born and raised here? And I, I was born and raised in Okay, Burnham. so tell us all the schools you went to here in, okay. in, in our system. So I went to Lakeview Elementary School um, and was part of the dual immersion program since the time that I was in first grade. We were the first year that had it. And then I went to ACYI in the middle school, and then I came here to the high school. Box Hill High School. Well, very cool. So were your parents from here? Are they move-ins? or are they? Um, my mom is from Brigham, but my dad is actually from Colville, Morgan area. So. Oh, I, I actually was the principal, the superintendent in North Summit, which is Colville. So okay, that's I'll have awesome. to, we'll have to talk later, yeah. find out if we know rel- any relatives and stuff. I lived up there a long time. So Jackson, tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, your, your, you know, your path on same kind of question. There. All right. Yeah. I was born and raised in Perry, Perry, Utah. I was a proud three mile Creek explorer. Um, <laughs> we, I went same progression through mile Creek. Well, I guess, Technically, I started in Willard Elementary yeah. because I do the kindergarten first there. But then, yeah, Three Mile Creek, ACYI, Fox Elder Middle, and then here. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that's, that's you know, I'm, it's really nice when we get to talk to students and find out, you know, even in this case that, you know, they didn't move in a year or two ago from some <laughs> other school. And they're so smart. But that, that, you know, we've provided enough background that you're able to, uh, you know, get the education that has allowed you to, to be able to uh, – have such a, a great honor of, of why we're talking to you. So tell me throughout your, your, your educational career, I was going to say career, but your educational <laughs> career, let's go, let's go with Jackson first. Who, who's been, tell us a couple, two or three of your favorite teachers, if you wouldn't mind. Okay. Yeah. So um, the first one that comes to mind was my fourth grade teacher, Mr. Jess. He's a principal now, uh, I think out at Century. Um, he, uh, he was, he was really good because I've, ever since I've been a little kid, I've been sloppy and unorganized, and at least on a little bit of a level, just like my desks and elementary <laughs> school were always full of paper. My backpack even still is quite a bit of a mess, but he, he was really good at like keeping things in order. And that was really good for me because I, I always like, and the, I always knew that I was like able to do stuff, but like I was never able to like do it in an organized way. So it was just like, there was no method to my madness. So Mr. Jesse was really able to, kind of hone that in a little bit and set me on the right path because, you know, fourth grade, you get like you have one more year and then you go to ACY and things are different. So I think you prepared me, prepared <laughs> sure me for that pretty are, yeah. well. And then at the high school, uh, Mr. Cephalo has been really good for me. Um, he's a, 
he's, he's very hands-on and he's very like interactive. And I really love that because he's able to answer every questions and he's honest when he doesn't know the answer to a question. I think a lot of teachers would be like, uh, try and like make up some answer, but he's like, yeah, let me look into that. I'll look into that for you. He's really good. I like him so well. That's cool. That's really cool. You know, we'll have to make sure that those guys get to hear this, <laughs> yeah. this podcast. So Emma, tell us some about some of your favorites over okay, here. Some of my favorites. I'm going to start back in kindergarten. Wow. Mrs. Barris. Um, she really instilled in me like a love of reading and learning. I wasn't the best like reader in kindergarten. And so I got an award at the end of the year for making most improvement. And by the end of kindergarten, I was at a really high level. And she asked what award I wanted. And most kids that got awards were like a candy bar or something. And I asked asked for a Wii remote um, because oh. I wanted to be able to play the Wii with my, with my <laughs> older siblings. And she actually got it for me. And oh, I was wow. so excited. Wow. Um, yeah. And then I also loved my fourth and fifth grade teachers, Mr. Little and Mrs. Harrop. They were amazing. Um, I also have just adored having Mr. Gerlach. Um, I was going to graduate early last year because I didn't love school a lot. And he, like his class made me want to stay. And so I took Mm-hmm. my senior year so that I could have so is that like again. AP AP government government AP US yeah. history okay. yeah Gerlach is the best yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> well, that's, that's really cool I love to love to hear you know people uh talk about their teachers I you know it's both Mr. Blake and I were educators and so certainly somebody had huge influences upon us on the way up through and so you know uh it's 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 a lot of fun so um what has probably been each of your hardest classes? Maybe a couple that you've taken. Oh, for sure for me it was AP Chemistry. Something about the way, like, Davidson's a really good teacher, but something about the way that class was structured for me. It was really just like a wake-up call. It was the first class where I couldn't, where I had to pay full attention to, like, understand the material. And it was just, it was a rude awakening for me. It was, it was pro- that was probably, like, it was my hardest class, but it was, and it was a class that, like, I've struggled the most with overall. Like, I never really got a good hang of it. But I think it's the class that probably taught me the most, like, outside of school. It was just, like, for once I was like, oh, man, I got to. Really I gotta, challenged. Yeah, I got to put in a lot you of rose, work. You rose, school. obviously, to the challenge. <laughs> yeah, I will. I got a three. I, w- I was hoping for a four uh-huh. on the test. On the, on the AP test. I, I somewhat rose to the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's one of the things that we're, we're trying to help students in general is mm-hmm. – to be able to do hard things and not not give up, right. and obviously you two, you know, have never given up. But that's that's good to hear. You've had that challenge, Emma. Uh, what's one of your hardest classes you remember? Um, I'm going to go with AP Calculus. We actually took the test for it today. Just today. Mm-hmm. And I math has never been my strong suit, and I love Parker and like how he taught it and everything. It's just that for me, like math, it's 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 a little rough sometimes. And the past three months, especially, I've never felt so stupid in my entire life. Like I walk into class and like see the paper and be like, oh, my gosh. So, but but I got over it and I took the test today and I feel pretty good about it. So that's awesome. I I mean, if it feels funny for me to be in the presence of two such intelligent people (laughs) and they say they've never felt so stupid yeah and they don't know what it's really like every day of our our life steve that's one thing you know i'm the superintendent but i've realized a long time ago that most of the time i'm probably not the smartest guy in the room (laughs) and it's helped me know that and you guys have to deal with the fact that you might well be the smartest person in your room well they are right now yeah well (laughs) you know with with the two of us they, they certainly uh are. Uh, so tell me, Emma, we'll start with you this time. What are some things that you do outside of school? Um, 
you know, any extracurricular activities, any, what do you, what do you do for fun? What do you do for that kind of thing? I spend a lot of time at the Brigham City Animal Shelter. I volunteer there. And so it was, it's been my internship this, this year at the high school. And then I go there after school as well, a couple of days a week. And I've absolutely loved it there. I also write a lot of books in my free time. That's something that I love to do. I haven't done a lot of like sports or anything like that because I'm yeah. not the most fit and active person. But I love writing books and helping me. Well, expand on what kind of books do you write? Do you are um, they all kind of the same thing, or you do different things? I try to vary like between genres and stuff. I write mostly like fantasy. It started a couple years ago with my sister, and we had this like stuffed animal game, wow. and so that was it's that really kickstarted it. And I wrote made a goal to write a book every month for her. And I have stuck to that for the past yeah. little while. So Well, cool. My wife and I, we're dog people. We have a big, huge dog and we love it to death. We're talking about getting a rescue animal. So I, you get, you have quite a few people come in and mm-hmm. get those. That's really the way to go in the world today, I think. But it is. Yeah. So how many, how many dogs would you have at the animal shelter right now? There's a lot right now. Right oh. now we are at full capacity for That's cats too- and dogs. Um, and a lot of people have come and like helped and adopted dogs and stuff, but it's always, there's always more dogs to come. In, so that's, wow. Yeah. It's, it's kind of rough. Kind of sad. I, I, I see how our dog gets treated and then I see how some dog, you know, those sad commercials when they're trying to get your $19. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> oh, sorry. I've, I've strayed a little bit. So Jackson, tell us a little bit about some of the things you do outside of just school work and school. Yeah. So, um, I run quite a bit. So I was, I did cross country. I did track my sophomore and junior year. This year, I actually did tennis in the spring. Um, so I do, do quite a bit of running around. I I love I love cross country. It's yeah. it's weird. Most people, when they hear that I run, they're like, "Oh, you must hate it." It's like, no, there's there's something pretty rewarding about being able to run. <laughs> Emma's shaking her head. She she's not one of those people that understands that. But yeah, once once yeah, once you run for a while, it's fun. Um, I also I sit on the Brigham City Youth Council. Oh, so. Um, well, that's a fun thing that we get to do. It's every other week we meet. And it's kind of like a, it's a little mock city council. We try and uh, like we have yeah. limited power, a little bit of budget, but we've actually, we're actually doing a cool thing uh, where we're, we got like permission from the city council and we got funding and grants and everything to put swings in Constitution Park. So, cool. I mean, if you've noticed around Brigham City, there's no parks with swings. And so we were like, Hey, maybe like, I wonder why that is. And there wasn't, there wasn't a really good reason. So we're like, Hey, we should, so that's something that we've been doing. Then another thing I like to do is I like to play chess. It's kind of my fun pastime. To my de-stressor is just a little bit of chess. Uh, I bet you I wouldn't like to play chess with him. I'm sure. <laughs> so as 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 you were talking, I just had a little thought. Believe it or not, I'm sitting here as big as I am. I've ran. I've actually ran a marathon. Okay. And I used to love to run. Yeah. But it's my body, that lower back, hips. Oh, it wears on you. For yeah, sure. but it. it the loneliness of a long distance runner. I used to anyway. Yeah. A whole other, and a whole whole other <laughs> world. So, um, in high school, there's in 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 probably all high schools across the nation, there are, are a lot of kids that get four mm-hmm. and there used to be. We used to have multiple valedictorians and salutatorians. So now we have a weighted system to determine who does become, you know the vowel and the salad, if whatever you want to call them. So why don't you give me a couple of minutes of your understanding of the weight and how it all weighs in with, with the different kind of classes you take. 
I think does ACT have a factor in it yeah, and all of those yeah. types of things. And then Emma, if you'd clean up after him, if there's something <laughs> he didn't, if he didn't okay. explain very well. Yeah. So basically what they do is they take your GPA and they times it by 10. Then they add that to your ACT score. And then they add that to the number of college trimesters you've taken. So basically every, every AP class that's, it's most for the majority of them, they're three trimesters. So every AP class basically counts for three and every concurrent class you take, every trimester of that accounts for another. Basically, you add them all together, and then at the end of the year, Jamie gets a list, and then it says, that's who it is. When you say Jamie, you referring to Mrs. Mrs. Kent, yeah. Mrs. Kent, Principal Mrs. Kent. Kent. Principal There's Kent. a lot of, you know, a lot of, anyway, but that's, I know who Jamie is, so. So you end up with basically just X number of points. Yep. Yep. So, so, Jackson, what was your AC, if you don't mind, what was your ACT score, so and I, how many extra college points did you get? Okay, so I got a 35 on the ACT. Um, I'm not sure exactly how many college classes I took. I took, I've taken nine AP classes and then two concurrent. So I guess that adds up to like what are 29 or something like that. Points like that. Nice. So I'm going to fill in any open spots and then tell us also, if you, if you don't mind, you know, it's personal stuff. This is what you call <laughs> FERPA stuff. But if you're openly giving it, then you're welcome to tell us that. So. <laughs> Um, I think you did a great job explaining it. It's just the ACT score, the amount of college classes you've taken, and your GPA. Um, I only got a 31 on my ACT, and, but I did take seven AP classes and 12 concurrent enrollment classes. Just so you know, you said I only got 31. <laughs> 31 is outstanding. Yeah. So don't don't feel like, oh, I only got a 31. So anyway. I wasn't even close, but I think yeah. it's out of 36. Out of 36. Mm-hmm. 36. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I was in the teens, I think. Yeah. Anyway, it, it you know, tell me a little bit about uh, what scholarships and what your plans are for the near future. And go ahead and, you know, personal stuff maybe for school and stuff. Yeah. Go ahead and tell us. Jackson, let's go with you first. So I'm serving a mission. I leave July. I'm going to Viermosa, Mexico. So that'll be fun. So when I come back from that, I'm planning on going to the U. I decided, so I applied for a bunch of colleges before, like, and I was planning on deferring. But then I kind of like changed my mind last minute. So I'm going to redo the college application process. I most likely will end up at the U of U. Um, but if that if everything goes bad, I got a presidential at Utah State and Weber State that I can fall back on. But uh, most likely I'll end up at the U, but who knows? Maybe I'll apply some more big. See if I can so do you have uh, a major in mind? Do you have a career that you're looking forward to? Yeah, area? So, so right now, tentatively, my plan is I'm going to do a double major in physics and um, political science and um, attempt to become a patent lawyer. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, that's... I have two years to think about that, and then I have seven years of school to change my mind. So, <laughs> yeah, who knows? I'll probably, yeah, it'll probably, yeah. When I was a couple, when times. I was your age, about seven hundred years ago, I was thinking, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't have a clue that yeah. I when I was going to college. So, Emma, tell us about your your thoughts and what path you I want to take. I have enough college credit already. Um, I'm going to go to Weber State on a full ride. My goal for high school. Graduate, and I'm planning on majoring in either. And then from there, I don't know exactly what I want to do. I was also thinking about animal science because then I could be a vet or just work at an animal shelter, or I could be an author. I don't really know what I want to do. Lots of crazy. Lots of options. So talk just a minute about getting your your associate's degree. Mm -hmm. When will you actually get that? Um, I would most likely be getting it in. July-ish after I get the AP okay. scores. How, do you know by any chance how many students in Box Elder High are getting that? Or I have no idea. Okay, that's that's really, you know, in 
something that's pretty amazing to be able to, to get that in, in while you're a junior and senior in high school, yeah, basically. I, and, and you've got enough credits, probably you're probably a sophomore. Yeah, if, I think if, I'll if, get 53 if, yeah. if I pass my tests. So, you know, there's just a lot of things that are really, really amazing. So tell us, tell us about, you know, the, the teachers, the administration, the staff that have helped you, you know, get to this point. You already mentioned some of your favorite teachers, but, you know, you're in a 5A school. There's 15, 1,600 students here. Um, have we prepared prepared you well, do you feel like? Yes. Go ahead, Emma. So. I think that I've been pretty well prepared for college and for my future. And there have been so many teachers and staff that have just completely changed my life and made it so that I actually enjoy learning and going to school and decided not to just end up waitressing at a restaurant, which was my plan a while ago because I work in a restaurant is fun. So oh, that's cool. that do yeah. it, it's hard. No, that is hard work. I've always yeah. thought of all the things I don't want to be because it's so hard is to be a waitress and wait on yeah. people like you, me. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I try to really be good to waitresses. I think it's a tough job. So, yeah, so Jackson, t- tell us how you feel like you've yeah. been prepared. I mean, I feel like there's only so much like I could do. And there's some like there's the uncertainty of college that is pretty like daunting no matter what. But I feel like I've got a pretty good understanding of what I'm getting myself into and everything. I feel like. You know, it's been it's been good. The counselors have done a pretty good job. The there's a uh, I don't even know what his official title is. There's a new counselor yeah. person, Ryan Nunn. He's been good. He, he calls all the seniors in, and that was good. It was just like he gives you a run through. He's like, here's some scholarships you could apply to. He was just checking up on FAFSA and everything, and that was that was like a really good check in because I know like for some people it would just be hard like to even know what to do. And yeah. like I was lucky. I had my parents able to help me, but for, for some people, if they're not as lucky to have that situation. That's a really good check. Well, that's one of the things the legislature um, passed a bill. I think it's been about three years ago that that gave money to each high school to be able to have this college advisor, Mm -hmm. that that's strictly their job to do exactly. What was, what's the, his name again? Ryan Nunn. Ryan, I've met him and, but they've, we have one at both of our high schools. And so that, were you able to work with, with him too a little bit? Yes, I was. It was very helpful. That's good. That's good to know, because sometimes, you know, as a superintendent, we have 1,700 employees, 600 teachers, 12,000 kids. I don't find stuff out like this sometimes. <laughs> so this is perfect to find out, you know, that and I've met him and I, I, I can't remember the meeting we were in and talked about this exact thing. So so as as we as we end this thing, is there anything you'd like to, to say to younger siblings, younger students, anybody that, you know, that that uh, might hear this or. What advice would you give yourself at, you know, maybe sixth or seventh grade? I think what I would say is just like, don't get so caught up in the numbers and the comparison and everything. I think that was a big, that was a big struggle for me. It was like, um, just, yeah, comparison is the thief of joy. It's, it was hard for me to, I feel like, I felt like I needed to have something to like validate me academically. I'm really like, there's so many people in this school who are really, really smart in so many different ways. And so it's just like this, like this award, this like one combination of numbers doesn't necessarily mean I'm like by far the most smart or the most smart of the school or anything. It just means that I do how to play a system. I think that sometimes that can be like harmful to just the, the numbers and the, the thief. So if people are like worrying too much about the ACE, like a big one is like the ACT, people get their ACT scores back a lot of times they're like, Oh, I won't tell you because you did so good. I'm like, like, 
honestly, like you aren't defined by a number. And I yeah. think that's hard for a lot of kids to understand. Thank you. That I really appreciate that. And comparison, the thief of joy. Yeah. That that is that is that is so beyond you know your years. I'll be honest with you to understand <laughs> that. That's really good. So Emma, can you talk a little bit about about that same you know that same question? What what would, what advice would you give yourself as a sixth seventh grader? I mean, I completely agree with Jackson. Um, comparing yourself is other people is so bad. I did it in seventh grade. Actually, I compared myself to Jackson. We had math together, and I felt like I could never be as good as him, and that's that's okay. Well, but math brains, <laughs> and, you know, you write books. That's so hard. I could never write a book. Because Dave's a math guy, and I'm not. We go around and do a lot of things. But I just don't even understand him most of the time because he has that math brain. So keep going and talking about that. But besides just comparing yourself to people, like, besides the numbers and stuff, you know, I think it's also really important to just remember – that you need to find something that makes you happy and to just do what you like. For me, that was taking all of these college classes was very fulfilling for me and starting at the animal shelter because there's so many options at the high school right now. You can pr- take pretty much any class that you want and it's such a great opportunity. And don't limit yourself to just what you want, what your parents want you to take or what your friends want you to take. Branch out and find something that you really enjoy doing. And it'll make your high school experience much more enjoyable and you won't want to drop out in your <laughs> junior year. <so. laughs> she, she was going to call it a drop out, graduate. Right, So I just, you know, I just want to tell you, um, thank you so much. This, this has been a joy to, to talk to you guys. And, you know, I, I, all the time you hear on the news or you hear out in social media, or you hear from people Oh, these kids nowadays, these kids nowadays, I, I got to tell you, these kids nowadays are awesome. You know, we, we really have some the, the smartest, most intelligent, I think the most highly motivated students that we've ever had in, in our nation's history. And I, I just feel really good. And I, I just hate the negative narrative about these kids these days because you guys are doing so, so really good. Dave, you've been really quiet in this podcast. Do you have any thoughts you'd like to try to you know, mine out of these young minds here today. <laughs> yeah, Emma, I have a question for you because as you went through uh, dual immersion and mm-hmm. through this, oh, passion, great question. One of the you don't even know my question. Well, but it's, it's <laughs> not dual immersion. I no. wanted to talk about that, so good deal. One of the uh, concerns that some people have with dual immersion is that you're restricted in the classes you have to take because of dual immersion. You were able to take a lot of college classes. Yeah. Was that? Easy to fit in? Did you feel like you missed out on some classes? Like, how do you feel like dual immersion fit into your opportunity to take all the classes that you did? I don't feel like it restricted me at all. I didn't take it the last year, but it didn't really restrict me. I could still take any class that I want, and it got me a lot of college credit. That's a big reason why I'll be able to get my associate's degrees, because I did take dual immersion. And I also felt like it prepared me a lot for a lot of my future classes because learning Spanish and taking Spanish was very stimulating and it was difficult at times. And so being able to learn Spanish and almost like a complete different way of processing information really helps me be able to, to get to where I am now. And I would recommend it for everyone, for anyone, because it was such a great program. Yeah. Well, how, how is your Spanish? Can you go to Mexico and be able to... Do okay today? Um, it, it's a little rusty right now. Yeah. I think if I practiced a little bit more, 
I would get back in the rhythm and swing of things. Jackson's going to find out. You know, <laughs> about, a, about a year, you guys will be able to converse with each other. Yeah, my sisters are in dual immersion right now. That's crazy. One's in fourth grade and one's in third grade or second yeah. grade. And they're like, even just that early, they're able to talk pretty well. Yeah. So it's like, it's cool to see. I'm, Hopefully, I'll be able to catch up to them soon. But. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. Well, I, I've got two sons who speak Spanish, and one of them actually was a Spanish teacher. It was because they went on Spanish-speaking missions. Yeah. So I've, and I really hate it because sometimes we'll be at a family gathering. I'll hear them over in the corner and I'll hear Spanish speaking and all of a sudden I'll hear Padre and then, ha, 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 ha. So I, I know what Padre is and I know what laughter is. And I think they told a joke about me. And so it's tough. So anything else? But thank you for, you know, sharing that DLI or dual language immersion for those. We get caught up in our acronyms sometimes. So thanks for bringing that up. Dave, anything else you can think of? No, thank, yeah, thanks for yeah. all you do and for the hard work that you put in. Um, I think Steve was right with saying that the the future looks bright when we have students like you. Yeah. The hard work that you do and, um, yeah, the goals that you have, is it's awesome. And I think you said it, Emma, but I, I tell people all the time that I've, I've been fortunate. I've been in four or five high schools, six high schools, seven high schools in my career as an educator. And everyone I've been in, there's not a doubt in my mind that if a student wants to, they can become a doctor, a lawyer, rocket scientist, veterinarian, you know, physicist, whatever they want. There's there's even in the small schools, but in a 5A size school, we're pretty fortunate here. And I think we do a really good job. We've got a lot of teachers who've got master's degrees and they, they provide all of these AP and concurrent enrollment it, it's really it's really cool to see so but thank you you guys and, and thanks dave for all of his help and good luck in in your futures yeah. thank, thank you, you.